Jason, as it is every single week. This episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by the good folk at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right to it. The best thing for your home, automated shades. Automated everything. Well, Although, automated everything. I got to say this. I'm a little bit of a, you know... I don't know. I don't know if I want the wiretap thing in my house, but dude, if you could convince me that I didn't have to get off my couch to like open and adjust my shades to block the sun or do whatever, you sign me up real quick. And in addition to the the voice control, you can program them. Hey, I want this one open in the evenings. I want this one open in the mornings. Automated shades. You can get all of your help to set all of this up. Oh, and they're beautiful too. You know where you can go, Jason? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Wait, give me a second. Is it Budget Blinds of Lee Summit? It is. Ding, ding, ding. The answer is a Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Go see our friends right in the heart of downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sing it. Jason, also sponsoring our episode this week, is a big upcoming event. They've had a little hiatus, but it's back. It's back. Chili Fest of Lee Summit. Uh, Chili Fest. One of, the, one of the things in Lee Summit that we in my house, and I say we in my house, and by we in my house, I mean my wife, uh, has a trophy for she way back in like 2007 or 8 won a trophy at the chili fest for her vegetarian chili wow that's awesome well chili fest is back october 5th it'll be in downtown at bridge space right on market street proceeds for this are going to benefit cold water of lee summit and look admit it to yourself now because you know and it's going to start to cool off then you love ch- chili you love making chili i know nick i can look at you and i can see you are a man who loves to eat the chili I make a mean chili. I'm just going to throw that out there. We're going to make a mean chili. And so you can sign up for a chance to compete. There are four categories. There's the official like competition chili. Competition chili. That means no beans. No beans. We have the home style chili, which is pretty much there are no rules. You can kind of do whatever you want. That's what I like. I like like the free-for-all chili. Right. There will be a salsa competition, which I am particularly excited about. And there is a wings competition. And I'm excited about that one, too. I'm not sure which one I'm going to take. Hey, there's going to be a Link to Lee Summit team. Yes, we are going to be there. We're going to have a team, so we'll have to dole out who does what. Hey, and and another thing, too, if you have a business and you want to have a team in it, this is a good opportunity for for some team building or if you want to – have some of your clients, customers come out and cook for you or with you. That's a, a good opportunity. And if you're a business team, it's a nice opportunity to get your logo out there and do a little branding and help this help this competition happen and help them raise some money for a good organization, Coldwater of Lee Summit. That is true. If you are interested or want some more information, you should go to bridgespace.us slash chilifest. We'll see you there. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who let everything go to hell in a handcart while I was in the woods. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Yeah, I, I apologize, man. I, I did not keep control of everything. It, I like. I go away for a week. I purposely pretty much logged out, and the only link to that I had was some text messages that you that we sent back and forth. And then I come back and I start reading all the news, and I'm like. What's going on around here? Everything's gone sideways. It, it totally ruined our plan, too. We thought we'd have a nice little vacation week. We recorded an interview ahead of time. Ah, we don't have to worry about it. And then, uh-oh, Tuesday we'll, night, we'll news breaks. Back, yeah, we'll come back in. We'll squeeze a little thing in uh, in between vacations, which, by the way, spoiler, we are uh, we are recording this one a little bit early so that the 
the Mr. and Mrs. Link to Lee Summit can have a little bit of a vacay uh, right at the end of the month. But come back and everything is a mess. But that's why you stick with Link to Lee Summit, which is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today. And I have uh, we have tapped into this well before, and I will again. It's tacos. Oh, man. Like, our taco lunch was amazing. I had a week of, of uh, scout camp food, and, and this was my sort of um, heroic return to civilian eating, and I ate way too many tacos prior to recording today with 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 mr and mrs link to lee summit but i don't reg- i don't regret this decision at all uh, by the way that was that was quite the hill you climbed i, I mean did. i was i was impressed with the amount of tacos that i you destroyed. i made a point to plow a hole through a lot of tacos and we did it i did it i did it mom <laughs> all on his own I have, I have gluttoned myself on tacos congratulations to me all so, right so nick did anything happen with the uh, in the eh, local the local eh, uh, scene while I was gone? Eh. Look, uh, like like Jason said, we're we're recording this a few days ahead. Um, there, there's really only one big news thing I think going on right now in Lee Summit, Jason, and that is, it's not the council. Once we're, again, as the school board turns, as the school board <laughs> turns. Uh, so while you were gone, Jason. The uh, what we thought was going to be the start of mediation that we the long awaited mediation between the school board and Dr. Carpenter. Well, that didn't last long. It, it that meeting ended with an agreement for Dr. Carpenter to resign, and part the other part of that is the school district will be paying him a grand total of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And that look look before we get into some of the details, Jason. Let me just let me just give you another total. That is $1.2 million to get out of contracts from the previous two superintendents in less than four years. That is that is true. So the $750 consists of three pieces. Essentially, it's the remainder of the uh, 2019-2020 school year's contract and then the 2020-2021 contract um, in full um, at his regular rate plus an additional $240,000 um, that there there's lots of language in there to you know prevent future lawsuits there's confidentiality there's what's called a non-disparagement clause all of which are pretty normal in those sorts of things key thing this agreement has come um, it has been executed um, it was released um, we are recording this on Friday and it was released briefly right before we we came started recording and we, we had a quick chance to look through it to see that it's out there. We'll get into some of the other stuff there. But the key piece is that at this point, Dr. Carpenter is out and the acting superintendent is Dr. Emily Miller. I think the only question that I had looking through that, Jason, was that there there was one one clause in there that said that, that Dr. Carpenter agrees not to ever apply for or work for the district again. I don't know if that's that's a common thing for executive level departures. Right. agreements to to leave i'm not sure i asked a couple people i haven't heard back as of as of a recording I, now, I but see I, that, I just i found that a little bit curious that might prevent him from maybe if he got into some consulting work prevent him from applying for uh submitting an rfp for something with the district that would be my guess because i can't imagine that well it, it said specifically it had as a consultant as well in right the, so in there I, I just found it i just found it curious i it could be a very common thing for c-suite exit agreements i have no idea um like i said i did ask a couple people and i just i just haven't heard back yet it, it, one thing that caught my eye as, as curious right all right so uh, conveniently um on thursday 
the 25th in the evening. The school board had their July board meeting. Uh, it was, from what we saw in the video, very well attended. Uh, the At the beginning of the meeting, Dr. Miller made a statement. Uh, she said, look, there's been a lot of stuff going on. All that is that, but what we have to really focus on right now, and I don't think she's wrong here, is that we're starting school in two weeks. Um, I think school starts like the 15th or right around that time frame. We got to get going um, and get really focused in on that. And that's really where I think most of the district and its employees are at this point because they're gearing up. I mean, you, husband of teacher, knows that uh, the school new school year preparation is well underway. I will just say this. She is not in her school building yet, but her brain is already working to set up her classroom yeah. and get ready. So, yeah, I, and I think, I think that's fine. And, and I would say this too, Jason, that I think throughout the last several months and all of this – brouhaha i think sometimes we've lost a little bit of sight of of that that this conversation was a very thirty thousand foot thing and a lot of it didn't really affect the classrooms and that's where and i think there were people trying to claim you know we're the side of the teacher and 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 on both sides of that issue i think they tried to claim that but 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 really that's not a topic that really hits the teacher's yet it takes a while to work its way down absolutely um there was as one might expect a pretty healthy amount of public comment at the beginning of the meeting uh they it was limited um in its scope by the by the board um a little bit they just basically said you can take shots at us but you can't really talk about the superintendent um and and we can't obviously divulge any of the details of either the contract or the negotiations that led up to it but none of the speakers who spoke were, I would say, complimentary of the school board in their decision. They were critical on a number of fronts, uh, and I think there was a lot of, you know, the work that's being done is very important. Please don't let the work fall to the wayside just because the superintendent is gone. So, so Nick, let me ask you a question. Um, you, in my absence, wrote a, uh, a fairly good and lengthy uh commentary on your on the website I, I, I tend to get a little wordy you get fine you're, you're a words guy um but anyway you 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 did that and you I, you didn't pox in all their houses but you did you did uh share responsibility around you gave you know you doled out some responsibility for this and where we go going forward so talk a little bit about what what you were thinking as you were putting that together well i will say i will say this uh that what came out wasn't what i intended when i first started and i think i think um, while I try, and you tease me for this, while I try not to uh, fly my personal flags very often on this show, I think it's come out that we were, the, both of us were, were pretty supportive of the work, the equity work that was trying to be done. And, and we were critical of, of the way that it was opposed. Boy, that's a really nice euphemism for that. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's continue. Um, but as I sat to think about it, I, I, I really – I don't want to have that discussion anymore because I think that, that part is done. So I don't even really think that, that what we're going to talk about now is the validity of the decision to part ways with, with Dr. Carpenter. I've actually – I would even argue that skipping apportionment of responsibility and who was right and who was wrong to get us to this point seemed pretty clear that – um, and given, especially I would imagine, given the speed of the mediation, it appears that there was no coming back together for the superintendent and the board as a whole body. And at that point, once you reach that point, the prudent thing to do is to separate and go on. If you can't get together, you can't come together to work in a common direction, you've got to do that. So it may be the right choice, 
even in this situation, even though we may be very critical of the the path that led us here. Right. And I think what what I wanted to do as I started as I started to kind of put my thoughts onto the keyboard was let's take another step back and let's look at let's look at the the situation from from afar. And I th- and I think the big issue now to me is well, there, well there's two things. The big issue is we've spent now a lot of money to get out of two consecutive superintendent contracts. And so I think we need to look at who the school board is hiring, how they're going through that process, and then also look at ourselves, who are we electing into that position to hire. And then the other thing I want to look at is, is Jason, we spent a lot of time and a lot of words, not good words, on on this, this fight, this infighting. And when I step back and look at it, we didn't do a good job. There have been a lot of people saying, hey, this isn't the least summit I know. Well, but none of us actually did anything to maybe stop that, to change it. And there's been a lot of worry about how do we look from the outside. And we don't look good. And I think it's because we didn't talk about it well. We, we did not allow for other perspectives. And I'm talking about everyone as a whole in the if you look if you look on social media if you heard people the way people were talking at the coffee shops and their driveways whatever it was a drawn line in the sand of you're either pro this or anti this and and I'm one side and I'm not taking the other and then Jason I want us to take a little bit of blame here me and you when it came down to the election time we purposefully didn't we made the decision not to ask a lot of specific questions about this issue and about what the candidates thought of Dr. Carpenter and the things he was trying to do. And that was a mistake. I think we missed our role. And so you and I can do better in, in doing a better job of letting voters know who it is that they are electing. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, I think, you know, there was, you know, there was plenty of there, like I said, there's plenty of responsibility to be shared. And I think that I would say to the people who say, this is not the least someone I know, it's like, well, this is the least summit that we are at this point. And I mean, and if we want that to be better and perceived better, then we need to behave better, right? I mean, nobody would know we had these problems if nobody said any of the things that went through that or we, we were marching along, merrily along, then that would be the least summit that we are. But in some ways, that's not. Um, and we are, you know, the, the old... Uh, um, Yar, there's a football we, coach. We Bill are what our record says we <laughs> right, are. We are what our record says we are. And right now, in the you know, if you want to go back three and a half years, our record of uh, school board interaction with the superintendent is pretty spotty. Um, and you want to go back a year and change, our record of dealing with the realities of racial equity is just poor. Just plain as a community, we have done a bad job. Of managing that thing, I would I would posit that I think one of the things that uh, that as I look back, uh, it, is that we got so focused onto one part of the conversation that we never allowed the rest of the conversation to happen. We spent a lot of time in the "you're a racist, don't call me a racist, I'm not a racist, you're a racist" back and forth, and when you get to that point, nothing else can happen. Because what we were should have been talking about is not an either or question, right? Right. It's a how and can I, we do better question, right? And and so, 
I think as I started to write and I looked and I, I was trying to keep track of what, what people were saying and, and I really do try to keep a, a I try to keep a feel for the pulse, for what are people thinking, what are people saying around town. And I was really upset that I saw a few people claiming victory, that a certain side won. There are no winners in this, Jason. If you step back and you look at our community and you look at how we conducted ourselves, it wasn't good. There's no winner here. Even even if it was the right decision to move on, and I don't want to get into that debate. If that is the right decision, it's still it's still 15 months of bad acting. So there are no winners here. We no. looked bad, and we didn't have important conversations the way we should. And I, I think that, you know, maybe, you know, you have said this before, I think, on air, that, you know, a board of education has three main jobs right it's it's hire the superintendent attend to what the superintendent is doing and responsibly manage the budget of of the uh, that the superintendent puts together right the superintendent but of the district right they're the they're the elected piece to that and they are the public face uh in some ways they're the elected officials and they should be responsive to the concerns and and issues that the community raises but you know sometimes i wonder is the does the super is the school board are they forgetting their job are they trying to get too much job or not paying attention to the core pieces of their job as a whole and 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 it is the it is the unfortunate you know cross link between politics and and management of an executive um, that's really their job as a whole so it's a difficult thing but I think that's one of the things that it's a lesson that maybe we didn't learn with the outcome from Dr. McGahey and and regardless of the the reasons that we ended up here again we ended up here again um and so maybe the the school board needs to do a better job of understanding its understanding its role um and making sure that they 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 have a good understanding of where they're going as we go forward well and those were some of the questions i i posed in the column and 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 i tried to i don't know that i articulated it well but i tried to say that these are some questions that i don't have the answer to i don't know what the answer should be either are you know are our elected officials sitting on the on the dais for the board of education are they prepared to do that do they know what that role is have they been properly trained and educated and do they understand is there do they understand that relationship between the superintendent and the board do they understand how that should work is there an example is there something and i don't know but but and then on the flip side do we know what we should be asking of them are we asking the right questions of candidates are we are we properly vetting candidates so that we pick the people that are ready to do that right and i think that you know where we as uh, as podcasters who interviewed the uh all of the school board candidates and and everybody else, because nobody asked this question either. I mean, it wasn't just us, but it was all of our media. I, I, I will say this. I saw not a single media member ask those questions. Right. Ask the question. And, and we should have just put it forth. Do you support Dr. Carpenter? Straight up. And, and that's that, not a loaded question. That's not a loaded question. But, but, but I, think, I think that would have done a lot to show people – what could happen, what was going to happen in the coming months. Right, because I think if we had had that conversation and if uh, Dr. Hedrick and and 
I'm blanking on the other. Uh, our, our, Mike Allen. Mike Allen. Thank you, Mr. Allen's. Um, there, if they had said that up in front, people would not have felt blindsided by the re- the initial rejection of the equity plan. If they had, if we had asked them the question, "Do you support the execution of the equity plan?" as you know, include which included at the time very clearly, hire an equity consultant, and do you support Dr. Carpenter and his work? They could have, of course, prevaricated, I suppose. But if they had said no to either or both of those questions, that would have framed the outcome of this election far more clearly. It may not have changed. Yeah, the I don't think. I don't think. I don't think either one of us were saying that may or may not have changed anything. And that's not the point. Right. But the point is, and I think this goes to some of the things that we said even during those those board votes, is that it puts things on the record so that the electorate knows what they're doing and why they're doing it. And we need more things on the record. We need, we need p- their votes and their reasons to be public, so that we can we can see what's happening. And uh, you know, you hear, Jason, we've been doing this for three years. We've been doing this show for three years, so we've we've talked about several different elections. And the common theme you hear from people, they want better communication. They want to know what those candidates and what those elected officials are doing and why they're doing it. And we need, and to do we better. haven't held them accountable. So no. that's on us. That is on us, and then we will do, I think, a more explicit job of making sure a lot of those questions are um, are out there. And because, at the very least, you know, a candidate can answer them, and then if they, even if they, what would take actions that apparently would contradict those answers um, once elected, then those answers were on the record. And now we have an opportunity to hold them accountable for what they said before they before they were out there. So, but I think we beat that that horse pretty well at this point. Yeah, I think I think uh, one thing I'd like to I'd like to ask you, and I think I'm gonna also I'm gonna pose this question to, to to listeners as well. I'd like to hear. I think it's very clear. It's very obvious. There is a ton of pressure on the school board in the coming months to hire the next superintendent and wh- who they hire and why they hire that person. What things should we make sure that they're asking? What should we ask of them? How do we how do we hold them accountable? How do we hold them accountable so that in another two years we're not doling out money again to get rid of them? Right. I think one thing that we you know we just need to be attentive to what the priorities are. Um, now, to be fair, and I, and I will try to be at least a little bit fair here. Well, I appreciate you trying. It was a prior school board that hired, I mean, a prior iteration of the school board that hired Dr. Carpenter. Every year, there's an opportunity for, you know, 17% turnover. Well, you the, can say that this is this is three iterations away from that board. Right. But in the, in the overall scheme of things, um, I think it was, you know. There's, it, there's one board member left, by the way. There, there is a, there is, there is a discontinuity between, for lack of a better way to put it, what was on the billboard when Dr. Carpenter was hired, and the way the school board felt in May of 2019, um, and that's a major issue. And and so part of this is politics, right? If the voices of there, but uh, that's there, and the school board that will have to deal with the next superintendent doesn't exist yet. Um, and because there's two seats up, uh, Kim Fritchie's seat and Dennis Smith's seat will be up in 2020. 
as I believe is Jackie Clark's. I need yeah. to look at that up and make sure, but I believe hers is as well. All right, so there are two or three seats up there. So we can have a very, very different composition of the board. It may be, you know, if you if you believe that the 4-3 nature of the board at this point is sort of set um, on this issue, um, these kinds, this equity and this equity work issue, how that, you know, that can very easily change in either direction quite radically um, in the next at, at the next election and, and there may be an entirely different emphasis so even keeping that in mind I think that what we can do better is I think be clear about what's going on in the process that leads to the hiring um, I think you know people can pay more attention to the job listing you know if the what what words are in that listing are going to matter well I think the big I think the big thing there Jason is going is 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 going to be what and if they list things about the equity mission, right? Because I think everybody wants to know now: is that goal, is that part of the district's goal, going to be swept away? Was this a was was this decision by the board about that mission, or was it just about Dr. Carpenter? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm curious to know what it is, and I think I think the electorate should be curious as well. Absolutely, and so that will be I think. You know, that work will be clear um, or more clear as we find out about what the job listing says, about who the next hire is. Obviously, hiring of a superintendent or any major employee of that nature is is a pretty closely guarded confidentiality. And we won't get a lot of input on who those people are until they're announced. Um, but that's going to be there. And, and we just need to pay attention to that. S- simultaneously, the consultant has been hired. And will continue to do their work for this year. We need to be the as a community. We need to be attentive to what that work is, and and look and see what kind of impacts it's having. You know. Yeah. One of the questions that kept coming up during that process was, what are what are other measurables? What you know? What can we see about results? So we need to keep asking those questions. Right. What is it? What's going to be different after the first year? of this stuff what might be different after the second year or the third year if that if the contract is continued we need to pay attention to that um, and we need to pay attention very closely um, you know the those would be the things that people should be paying attention to they should be reading we're going to pay attention to and keep touch on um, this this whole thing while I think unfortunate and unpleasant having been going along has has allowed us a good entree into the workings of the school board and given us a, a sort of a foothold or a grab to, to be able to follow the work of the school board more closely and more critically as we go forward. I think I think one good thing, I'm going to say a positive that's coming out of a lot of this, Jason, we have seen a lot more people show up to those Board of Education meetings ready to speak. And look, that's not hard. I mean, that's not easy. I'm sorry. It's a hard thing to get the courage to go not only in front of this, this group that sits literally higher than you because they're on a dais that sits above you, also in front of a room full of people, in front of cameras, they're videotaped, and as of now, as streamed. of this week, they are live streamed on YouTube. And kudos to the district for making that. Story. Yes, but I think I think that is a good thing. Is more people have found the inner ability to step forward and to make their voices heard, and that's that's the one thing that you and I keep kind of trying to hammer is is you can make more change on a local level than you can anywhere else. So I, I I'm just going to keep saying. Go to those meetings, speak up, let them know your position, how you feel about any of these issues, and send those emails. Email those board members. Right, you can go. To the they web- are your representatives. You can go to the website. You can get their their email information, and you can send them. No, it's the only way to make your voice heard. 
Absolutely. So, and that's, I think the thing that we're going to try to do as we go along, we're going to keep track of this. We're going to keep on this equity work as well. Um, since it is ongoing, um, we're going to keep working with that. Uh, we will, uh, make efforts to, uh, have, uh, our interim superintendent on and as well. And if the search process is successful, I would assume the new superintendent wouldn't begin until July of 2020. Um, for the new school year, that's when Dr. Carpenter came on is at the officially at the, the beginning of the academic year. Um, so July or August, whenever that date was, we'll want to do all of those. We're going to still work to try to get, you know, all of the various and sundry parties in the community, um, to talk about the equity mission, what have you, but we're going to stay on it. And hopefully that will allow you to keep you, the listener to be a little bit more informed so that when something is of rises to the level of where you want to speak, you're going to take that opportunity to do so at the right time. I'm going to say one, one, one final lesson I think that we've learned out of all of this is this probably isn't the last time that we're going to talk about race. And this definitely isn't the last hard topic that we're going to cover as a community, whether it has to do with the school district, whether it has to do with something from City Hall or just or anywhere else around. Let's do better. Let's let's when we have these hard conversations and opinions and emotions come out, which they're going to do. Let's try not to just cut off anybody who thinks a little bit differently. And let's, let's allow for those other perspectives. And remember, the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Probably so. The other key lesson from today is that you should definitely get that second order of time. <laughs> <laughs> that will wrap it up for this week. As Jason said, I and Mrs. Link to Lee Summit are on vacation. It's our 20th wedding anniversary we are taking off we will talk to everybody next week all hail saint stephanie yeah that's true today's episode of lee summit town hall is brought to the good people of lee summit by shred kc also good people they are good people you know we are lucky jason in that our our sponsors and partners that we we've been able to work in and now uh we've done a lot of episodes jason I know. Let's we've, not talk about we've that. We've done a lot of episodes, but we've been lucky to work with some really good people that are doing good things. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the folk at Shred KC and owner Ryan Waters, not just good for everybody else, it's good for me, Jason. And it's now good for me. We've finally gotten down to the, the core of the subject matter. What's good for Nick? <laughs> What's good for Nick is good for everybody else. I, I, think, that's, I think that really is, is the crux of all of this. I, I, I was not a fit. I'm still not there, but I was not a fit and healthy guy. And I was, I, I, I knew I needed to make a change. I was nervous. I was hesitant. And I just finally made myself go in and ask. And they've been very, very supportive in helping me come up with, with a, a meal plan and making better, healthy decisions as, as I eat. And I, now I'm even starting to work out a little bit now that the, now that the broken wing is healed I'm gonna get there pretty soon. You're gonna go look at those 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 are, posters, are gonna and it's lifting, gonna be me. Are you gonna be lifting double digit weight, double digit pounds? I'm not there yet. Okay, well, let me know I'm when not, you cross that. Particular I'm not there yet. Down. No, no, the the arm can get me to seven pounds. Well, that's something. I mean, you had a big, you had like a, you were building up, and you had a huge setback, and now you're back, you're you're climbing back up. I'm climbing back up, and the scale, the scale is climbing back down. So you can't beat that. So look, if you are ready to to make some changes to try to live a little bit more healthy lifestyle, go see our friends at Shred KC. Tell them Jason Nixie.
You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Thank you.